morning. Welcome to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell here with Kurt Souter, and uh, it is week of Christmas. That is a big week, and of course, it's an even bigger week because of my favorite song of the year right here. You are not right, brother. It was Star Wars week. When this <laughs> airs, I would have seen it for the second time, man. Wow. It is the best song of the year right there. Love it. So. Here, we, here we are. We're, we're celebrating the birth of Jesus in uh, Star Wars. Um, well, th- do, technically. Do we, need, do we need to pray for you or what? No, it's technically Star Wars, Heavens, Long Time oh, Ago, okay. Galaxy Far, gonna... Far Away. There's a lot of parallels there. We'll do that on a whole other show. <laughs> so, hi, we're uh, here with, uh, uh, we have a guest today that is a very soft-spoken, mild, meek man. We're going to have to pull the words out of him. But I think we'll be okay. I think I, I think if you and I ask the appropriate questions, we could leave the room and just let him keep. <laughs> that would be maybe his preference, <laughs> partly ours. But we got a, a good friend of ours in the studio today. Kurt, would you like to introduce him? Yeah, guys, it's uh, Tim Hartledge, and Tim, uh, it's great to have you with us today. It's always a treat to be with you. It's good to be with you guys. Uh, always yeah. good to be with you all. Tim, uh, yeah, Tim's the reason we're here. Yeah, so, I, so you I, can tell, right? <laughs> Seriously, he's the one we get to blame, or everybody else gets to blame. The fact that we had sat down with Tim what back in the spring of this year and yep. said, "Hey." what gives and and we're here because you helped get us launched here so we were very appreciative of having you in and god used him there you go seriously god used you to 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 put us where we are today so we're grateful very much so So, tim welcome glad you're here and uh we're going to have some fun with you today and hear your story and hear god how how god has worked in you and in your life so let's back up so so our audiences can uh we can understand how what you did and, and kind of where you grew up and you 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 kind of lost ball in high weeds for a lot of those years <laughs> growing up oh yeah for many 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 of those years so you know, i grew up in uh, uh an area of town called rubber town uh lake dreamland and um somewhat i mean sheltered of the neighborhood but not sheltered from family so you know when i when i took off out the back door i was running to grandma's house and I mean, I was running because if I didn't run, I'd get beat up. Uh, so I was trying to get, you know, out of the off mm. the street and I'd go through the backwoods um, and take my dog and we'd take off running because that's where all the cousins and everybody lived up there. There's a street up there that I'd try to get to off of uh, Campground Road, mm-hmm. the old Beeblehauser house and the Hartledge house. And, mm-hmm. the, and what and what and, and spiritually, what what family did uh, spiritual life did you come from? We we went to uh, St. Dennis is is where we went, Catholic Church in the area. Um, and so it was, you know, and went to school also in that area. Uh, I did mean, you go to St. Dennis? I did. Yeah. 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 I was a St. Helens boy myself down the road. Yeah, we we beat y'all in everything pretty much. Uh, <laughs> That's what they all say. Everybody <laughs> no, from St. Helens says the exact no, opposite. They do, you know? don't they? Yeah, and, you know, unless you're from Polycarp because they never want it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> we, we can both agree on that, right? <laughs> so it was, you know, growing up, you know, just in that atmosphere. Um, you know, I was the private school kid in the area. Uh, there was only one other family, a very poor family that that you know from that area that went also. Uh, didn't didn't really hang out with a lot of the kids in that area. Like I said, I just kind of you know I went towards the you know the safe place, which was my cousins, and then went to you know Catholic high school. Went to Bishop David. Uh, 
So both my schools are not here anymore. St. Dennis is gone and Bishop David. Well, Holy Cross, I was Holy Cross grad. So yeah. technically speaking, that's where uh, Bishop David and Angela Mercy, they combined. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so, so and, and you played football. Uh, played football, yep, at Bishop David. And then uh, when I left Bishop David, went to play some college ball and got injured. Where'd you play college? Uh, Kentucky Wesleyan. Okay. So that was the year that they were bringing football back. So 1983, they were, you know, there was dormant for 50 years. So that really intrigued me that it was a first year program. And to me, it meant that, you know, I was going to get to play. I had other places I could go and I was probably going to redshirt because I, I had this growing spurt. You know, I went from, you know, 5'10 to 6'4 in probably about, you know, 12 months. It was crazy. Hmm. Uh, caught up with my feet, you know. So everybody was said, uh, big <laughs> size 12 feet, you're going to catch up with them. So I went down there and, you know, and then, you know, then got got injured and came back and uh, tried U of L for a little bit, but I was just, I was disappointed. And then that's when, it really, that's when the depression started coming in. You know, I, you know, I tell people that, you know, that I fought with depression and still, you know, had to overcome that. Mm. And it's always knocking on the door to me. And people go, really, you? I'm like, oh, yeah. It's uh, So that started the, you know, I went into, you know, after that injury, you know, and I had a, you know, I had an injury that typically doesn't happen on the football field. It typically happens on in a car wreck. It was a freak accident on the field. Mm. And uh, somebody didn't cover a, a drainage thing. And as I got tackled out of the end zone and went down the hill, it clipped my shoulder pretty well. So I had a four and a half total, four and a half inch total separation. Uh, collarbone came through, you know, four and a half inches off. They had to put screws in and everything. So it was, um, it was a first for the, you know the guys that operated on me. Said they'd never seen this on a football field. I got a feeling uh, you're a first for a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, so the depression came in, and you know, and it was funny because it was you know even in, in high school. I kept thinking I was having this tug. The Holy Spirit was tugging me, and I had uh, you know, and my uh, I had spiritual people in the family, even back then, said there's an anointing on you, and I'm like, and again, I thought it was a bad thing because I was kind of a rascal, you know, what does that mean? <laughs> but there was there was this tug of God, and I remember even senior year retreat, you know, at Bishop mm-hmm. David, yeah. there was a tug. We were up at uh, Mount Saint Francis. I think that's where I went, and mm-hmm. I was out there. I was out there on that dock by that lake by myself and something was speaking to me mm. and I didn't know what it was. Were and you not at this point, was it safe to say you weren't walking with the Lord at that time? No, or I mean, I you? was, you know, to me I was, yeah. but you know, looking back now it was, it was, I mean, cause I, I would, I mean, I'd pray at night. Uh, didn't really, I wasn't sure exactly who or how I was supposed to be praying to. I was, you know, I was confused because I was being exposed to some other things, you know, other religions. And, you know, I just wanted to know which one's right. Mm. You know, which one's right. Why I'm, you know, why am I wearing this, you know, this rosary and praying to, you know, Jesus's mom and to the, the father and to the son and to the Holy Spirit, you know, and to, you know, uh, St. Joseph and to St. Francis. And mm-hmm. I, so I was like, I was confused. So could I pray to my, you know, my, my uncle that passed away? Can I pray to him? Does, can he help me? There was just some confusion and it was just some things I was asking. I don't know. I didn't know what I didn't know. And mm-hmm. you, you were trying to sort all this out. Yeah. And as you're trying to sort all the uh, all this out, uh, you, you come back and you started uh, working. 
Yeah. So through all that, worked, tried some things. I mean, I went. I've done everything from selling vacuum cleaners. Uh, actually, opened a vacuum cleaner shop in Knoxville, Tennessee, and uh, I didn't know about that. Okay. Oh yeah, it was. I went down there uh, to take over a business. Now I was twenty years old, and went to Knoxville, and ended up losing everything. Uh, literally, it, it you know, uh, I had you know my girlfriend at the time was with me down there, and I got angry with her and almost put her through a wall. Um, so she went home. She she left rightfully so. She should have. I should have never put my hands on her. And then uh, I lost the business. Somebody scammed me out of all of my money. And so you know, and people that are familiar with Knoxville, there was a place. You know, do you remember the Daryl's restaurant that was here? Mm-hmm. That was before his time, but yeah, well, yeah I remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, there was a Daryl's down there, and I remember eating out of the garbage can, and uh, a guy witnessing to me, coming up to me and praying with me. Hmm. And I was I had too much pride to call home and say, I'm done. Wow. Come get me, you know, mom and dad. Uh, How old were you then? I was 20. Mm, okay. And, you know, I but, thought. But God's using all of this. Oh, my he's, gosh. He's using all of this pain and yeah. all of this. But did you know it at the time? I did not. Yeah. I mean, it's, well, I mean, you know, last year I didn't know something God was doing until he revealed it last week. He kind of eases you into things, but he, it's like he had, he said, this is where we're going. And if it took that, it took that submitting because, you know, after that I came home, a buddy of mine, um, that works for Pepsi, good friend of my dad's got me a job at Pepsi. So, you know, I started there and I'm like, you know, I went from owning a business to now I'm stock stocking 16 ounce returnable bottles, you know, oh, in Kroger. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that was, ooh, that was, uh, that's probably why my shoulder and how, hurts and How long did you do that? I did that for, for three years, worked for Pepsi. And then you transferred into... And then, then they, they, they changed divisions and stuff and wanted to transfer, transfer me to E-Town um, and I didn't want to go, uh, and I put an application in over at uh, Dixie Beer was being bought out by River City Distributing, which was the Miller guys. Uh, I went in there and put an application in, and I was leaving with my buddies because it was about spring break time, and we were going to take off and go to spring break. Um, and I get a phone call. They said, come back in. We want to interview you. And I'm like, well, I'll be back in seven days. So I went, I went to Florida and came back, and they hired me as a merchandiser. So now I'm st- stacking beer. And over that, you know, over the next four years, I started getting promoted and they started creating positions for me and saw that just the way I thought was a little out of the box. Uh, And and I just, you know, I just I didn't look at it as the beer business. I looked at it as people. Mm -hmm. God was training me to look at people and work with people. The, The union was coming in. It was getting nasty. I was kind of the in between of, of helping with that. But it was it was about people. So, and so, so yeah, so God is, God's using all that. We're going to take a break right now, but you go from Pepsi to beer yep. and then, uh, we're going to, we're going to come back <laughs> at the next segment and we're going to unpack, you know, and, and really unload what, what God was doing in the midst of all that and how God got a hold of your life. This is Solid Steps Radio and, uh, we're going to take a break. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to Solid Steps Radio. This is Chad Russell with Kurt Souter, our special guest, Tim Hartledge. And uh, before we get started here, we want to thank one of our sponsors who has stepped up and helped sponsor the show. That's Carol Rogers, Carpet One. 
I want to thank Ken and his crew over there. They got some great Christmas deals going on right now. I mentioned that you heard us on uh, Solid Steps Radio, and they'll uh, they'll take care of you over there. So we're talking to Tim Hartledge today, who's a friend of the show. He's a guy who helped get us on this show, and we're going to hear in a little bit how uh, he went from uh, selling vacuums to uh, being in the radio business. But right at where we dropped the the last segment where we dropped off there was he was in the beer business. He's in the beer business. He went from stacking Pepsi's to stacking uh, was it Miller? Miller. Okay. Yes, I was Mi- the Miller man. Miller Products, and uh, drank a few of those in my life back in the day. But uh, that is a uh, that's a big deal when you're. Uh, grow up in that environment to be in the beer business right yeah well it was kind of the cool thing too because you know i grew up around beer right i mean everything we did if you're catholic growing up in the south end you grew that, up around that's beer. what we did yes. you know and you know and dad and them they'd play ball at if it was st helens or if it was i mean if i was the kid that went and got the returnable bottles cases where you'd pour ice on them and bring them over to the guys and i was the bottle opener and it was just it was part of life it was part of the culture yeah if you did if there was a gathering there was beer Mm -hmm. so obviously it made sense for me to work for the beer business and everybody liked me and it was really cool and then so as i moved up from merchandising uh, I did about it. I mean, I did deliver some some beer at one time, but I was never on a route. Mostly, it was you know from pre sales to managing the draft department to being over Mark sales and marketing, and then I made vice president. Hmm. Uh, and so now I'm the key principal over all of sales and marketing. I just I'm, I and I have a little bit to do with operations, but mostly it's dealing with Miller Brewing Company because you know you have to plan for those Fourth of July holiday things that you're doing you have to plan six months out mm-hmm. so we're ordering all of our point of sale we're doing that and i'm involved with that i'm traveling you know i'm, I'm traveling uh doing things with the company and you know when i when i walk into a bar man it's like norm walking into cheers because i walked in with deep pockets and mm-hmm. no matter which bar it was there was you know i'd walk in and you know we're setting up the you know we're setting up the house and there was a lot of entertainment that came with that and you know, and it wasn't it, it wasn't company driven. It wasn't anybody telling me to do it. It was just me wanting to beat the Budweiser guys, and I took it to the extreme. So we did a lot of entertaining with uh, with people that were in position to make decisions of whose beer was going to be in that ad on Sunday or mm-hmm. on Saturday. Or whose beer was going to be focused for who was going to be cheaper? Is my 12 pack going to be cheaper than Budweiser's for the Derby? That was big. Mm-hmm. So I'm entertaining those guys that were making that decision. And, uh, uh, you know, not all of them, you know, fell into, you know, the, the, the trap of the enemy, but a lot of them, a lot of them did. A lot of them did I'm sure. So I was a one man wrecking crew. I was out, I was out ruining marriages i was making guys do things that they didn't want to do i there was women involved there was liquor beer you know that we were we had a partnership with one of the liquor companies in town i had a partnership with some of the horse racing people because of my connections with churchill uh i had you know with all the girly places in this the gentlemen's clubs i had connections there all the way up through chicago and through st louis uh so finally, but, but finally, God is going to go, and then, God, God, God's going to go, okay, enough of this yes. nonsense. And then so, and it was at a Miller beer convention in, uh, on Bourbon Street, you know, in, in, in New Orleans. And uh, I literally got hit, you know, you, you, you got it. Okay. So, yeah. You got us on your bald head. On my bald if you're listening. Head. Tim and I are are uh, follically, follically challenged. challenged. Yes, shall we, we are say. blessed. 
<laughs> but you got a scar right on the top of your forehead. Yeah. Tell us about that. Yeah. And that's walking on Bourbon Street. And, you know, in, in leading up to that, there was people that were praying with me. I would jump into beer trucks with drivers and I'd see Bibles. And I had people around me witnessing to me. You know, I, you get a call from a Kroger manager, get over here and get this guy out of my, you know, out of my store. And I'm like, why? I walk in there and he's singing Amazing Grace at the top of his, you know, putting beer up, singing that. And I'm like, I ain't touching that. You you <laughs> kick him out and I'd leave. So I'm there, Bourbon Street, you know. Bourbon Street is in New Orleans, Bourbon Street. New Orleans, right? Bourbon okay. Street. Miller Beer Convention, biggest convention. And I'm walking out and I get hit and I walk into the cross. There's a scuffle on the street, and I turn real quick, and I hit the cross. A piece of wood literally goes into my head. Now, where's this cross, though? It's it, it, There's a guy named, you know, there's a guy carrying a cross. Okay. A big cross. And then, of course, when I get hit on the head, I mean, it I mean it stunned me. You ever hit a beam and you oh, boom? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it didn't move. It did not give. And I saw stars, and I looked at him, and I went, you know, because, you know, I'm six four i'm in shape um you know <laughs> you're going down and i went to grab him and i couldn't and he grabbed me underneath my arm i called my peck and lifted me to my toes and said god's been knocking on your heart for 35 years man when are you going to listen and then he threw me down <laughs> yeah that did you know attention. him at all i didn't know him you at just all. Told, he, he just says that and he doesn't know anything about your story at all he knows nothing hmm. but i'm 35 years old when he does it hmm. And I just looked at him and I felt, I mean, it, it was literally like a, a, like a shock, you know, growing up on a farm, we had those cow prongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hit by them before electric fence. It mm-hmm. felt like electricity went through my body. I couldn't get away from him fast enough. I go back to the hotel room, walk in there and there's a Gideon's Bible, not in the drawer laying on my bed, not just laying there, but open to the book of John. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I pick it up. Start I'm assuming you. Did, I'm assuming you didn't open that up and lay it there before you left. No, sir. <laughs> some then, godly housekeeper. Yeah, or and some then, angel ward or something. Well, then my alarm goes. Off. I set the alarm, and I didn't. You know, I just set the alarm. Well, apparently somebody had it set for a CD that was in the CD player. So I wake up to scripture, <laughs> the Book of John playing. God's gonna get you. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? So I, I am fuzzy. I go to the. the I miss the breakfast meeting. I go to the lunch meeting. You know, my boss is on my case for missing it. I went to a mark. I was the youngest one invited to the marketing meeting, the brand meeting. Philip Morris owned us. I'm sitting there looking at beer commercials that, to me, were targeting young people under 21. I got up and walked out. The key principal looked at me and said, what are you doing? And I just said, you know, I just I don't think God put me here to sell beer, man. Mm. And uh, yeah, that, that's the next day. I mean, the it's, night before you're on that, Bourbon Street, the yeah. next day you walk in and tell yeah. it, tell this guy, hey, I don't know if I'm supposed to be here. And then I get over it. A year later, our beer convention's in Houston, and the same stuff is happening. And I'm at a, I'm at a luncheon, and I don't like the direction that the, the, the company's going and what I'm doing. I get in an argument with one of the key principals. I walk over. I walk over to the window where, you know, on the eighth floor of this restaurant and I look down and there's that dude carrying that cross. <laughs> Same guy. Same guy. <laughs> and we have this place called, we call it Miller Village that we take over when we go in, take over to town. So you got the snake, you know, Don Perdone's car down there. You got Rusty Wallace's car down there. And this dude's walking with this cross in between these cars that are setting up. And <laughs> he's, he's following you. And I take off running down the steps. I don't have time for the elevator, man. I'm booking and I come out and I can't find him. And I'm looking, and I'm running through, and I'm asking, hey, did you see the cross? Did you see the guy with the cross? And they're looking at me like I'm crying. I said, I know I saw it. 
And finally, a guy stops me and says, you looking for the cross? He said, you're looking in the wrong place. And I just looked at him and I walked away, went to my hotel room, packed my stuff, got on an airplane and came back home. And I was released from the company. We, we had a, a mutual agreement that next week I had to leave. Mm. And then all hell broke loose, hmm. which is a good thing when hell breaks loose from you, right? Because heaven is left. <laughs> but literally, it's I just I, I was I was my, my family, my friends probably thought I was going crazy. And uh, it was God's tug, but it, it was me fighting it. Mm. So it, it looked worldly. It looked mean. I, you know, I had an EPO put on me. My, you know, I, you know, my wife divorced me. I couldn't see my kids. I was living, end up living in a garage. Uh, and then a guy came knocking on the door with a Bible and said, are you ready for this? And it, was, it wasn't somebody I expected. And he shared the word with me and loved on me. And um, I walked into church. I walked into church searching God for the first time. And uh, that was right after 9-11. Hmm. He was wooing you. Yeah. He was calling you. Yeah. And he was saying, Tim, I've got a plan. Yeah. I've got a plan. Yeah. And uh, you gave your life to Christ, surrendered to him. Yeah. In the midst of all that chaos and all that yeah. heartache and turmoil and loss. You're, loss. You're, then you're, 9-11 happened. You're like, where are you at now, God? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was that gentleman and a lady, because I was on a treadmill at the YMCA, because I could go for free because I didn't have a job. I mean, I'm out of a job. I'm not working. Um trying to do multi-level schemes whatever i can and it wasn't working and then uh you know that when 9-11 happened there's a lady that handed me a cassette tape uh miss angie i just did her homecoming funeral mm. uh, and the title of it was where has all the commitment gone and mm. i finally when i finally listened to that uh i realized that i didn't know god i didn't know commitment and uh, so December 16th, 2001, I gave my life to the Lord. And within two weeks, he brought me to this radio station. So two weeks later, after you surrender to Jesus, God brings you to this radio station, yep. Salem Communications, <laughs> and he has you do what? You know, when I walked in, I didn't even know what my job was. Well, I just came in here and talked to the manager and said, I think I'm supposed to be here. And we didn't get off on the right foot. Didn't hire me, didn't want the job. And then two weeks later, he calls me and says, this voice keeps saying, Tim Hartledge, Tim Hartledge, Tim Hartledge, and I can't get it out of my head. It's <laughs> got to be God. we got to talk again. Mm. And I'm like, I know, I know. So then we met again. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what, we're going to take a break here because we could go on and on and listen to this, uh, this story. This is a, a story that only guy can write, and that's what we want to be here at Solid Steps Radio is to tell stories. And if you want to hear our past shows, go to our Facebook page, facebook.com backslash Solid Steps Radio. We're going to take a break. Come back with Tim Hartledge here in a minute. 